Welcome to this episode of 131 and Counting. As you know, if you're listening, 131 and Counting is really focused on federal policy. Its mission is about increasing the number of women in Congress and in public policy positions. Today's interview is a little interesting and a little different. Judy Garrett is the person that we are interviewing, and she is someone that has been advocating in the policy space surrounding libraries for quite a long time. Judy is a snapshot of a national issue that is currently going on surrounding public library funding. She goes into a very specific bill that occurred in the state of Missouri and what she has done as a female advocate to push back on that bill. And one of the great things about Judy is that she's been successful doing it. I'll leave it to you to hear the rest of the episode. Well, I'm really excited today to welcome Judy Garrett um, to the podcast. Um, she's a little different than some people that we have interviewed in the past, but I'm really excited for you guys to get to hear from her, in particular because she is someone that has fought against an issue that has been covered in local and national press recently um, about some of the funding for public libraries to be affected being affected by different um, houses across the country and um, particular when it comes to budgets that are currently going on right now. So I'd love to just go ahead and let Judy introduce herself. So Judy, um, can you just say hello? And then what library are you currently working out and how long have you been working there? Um, thank you, Grace, for having me. My name is Judy Garrett. I am the library director for the Gentry County Library in Stanbury, Missouri. And I have been the director of the Gentry County Library for 27 years now. Wow. I don't think I actually knew that. Um, that is incredibly impressive. And just before we move into the questions, tell me a little bit about Stanbury, uh, Missouri. Is it a big town, small town? And, you know, do you see a lot of people coming through the library? What's it like? Well, we are one of only two county libraries in a six-county area. Wow. So we have a lot of people who come to the Gentry County Library that are not part of our taxing district for the library. We have um, about 6,600 people that live in Gentry County, and we cover the entire county except for within the city limits of the county seat, which is Albany. They have a small city library there, uh, but we do share resources and our um, thoughts and ideas and support between each other. Mm -hmm. We are um, not a big library. We are one of the tiniest in the state. There's 160 different libraries in the state of Missouri. Um, but we are, we think of ourselves as small but mighty. It sounds like you connect a lot of people. I mean, being one of two that's sharing, um, you know, the six county area, um, you know, and I, especially I just remember as a kid, the library being such a safe space and being a space where I always felt that I could learn and engage and, you know, be more than who I thought I could be. Um, i Really appreciate everything you do as a library director. Thank you. Um, but to dig in a little bit here. So the House vote yes. that happened back in April. 
actually made some national news. Um, and again, I'm pulling from a PBS um, article. This House vote cut a lot of funding in the version of this state's budget. And um, it angered a lot of people. I know uh, they covered a lot about that. And so when did you find out about this bill and how did you see it affecting your library in particular? Well, for the past couple of years, there have been an increasingly number of book challenges and book bans enacted by different states throughout the United States. And it was in the spring um, of this year when the budget bill was being considered and put together by Representative Cody Smith Mr. Smith took umbrage at um, a suit that was filed by the Missouri chapter of the ACLU regarding a bill, Senate Bill 775, which had passed the um, State House and Senate the previous year in 2022. The ACLU, in defense of school librarians, had filed this suit and um, enlisted the support of the Missouri Association of School Librarians. Now, it's important to note that no public money is paying for this suit. ACLU does this pro bono. Mm. The Missouri Association of School Librarians and now, and then the Missouri Association, the Missouri Library Association are both volunteer organizations and no public money goes to uh, create those organizations. It doesn't go for anything. They are volunteer organizations, kind of like a conference of people who share ideas, put together classes to teach each other, uh, work on best ideas, best scenarios for different types of programming, like summer reading, computer technologies, um, and other things like that. So, um, but what they added to it with Senate Bill 775 was it criminalized a librarian, a school librarian, for basically doing her job. Oh. It, um, despite the fact that librarians have long abided by well-established um, selection criteria, all libraries have policies that deal with how they purchase materials and what the criteria for having those materials needs to be in order to be in a library collection. They decided that um, if a library was determined by whomever, they would create this law that threw a, that threatened librarians with jail time and fines and put school districts in the unwelcome position of either protecting their staff against potential prosecution or with holding, holding up the um, students' First Amendment rights. So it's untenable. You can't, 
either way, you're breaking the law. Wow. And because the Missouri Library Association took part in this or was asked to be part of this, um, Mr. Smith decided if we were going to dislike a law that much that we didn't deserve any public funding. Well, Judy, thank you for explaining it in that detail. Um, I think hearing it from someone who is experiencing it and so close to it, it helps you understand everything that went on Um, because obviously it's hard to garner all that information from just reading um, the news articles. So thank you for giving that. Things are left to the individual parents to deal with in the sanctity of their own family. And shouldn't be replaced by either us or a politician. We do not operate in library land, in local parentis, in place of parents. The parent makes the final decision, and we, the library, abide by their decision. Um, this whole process with the funding then turned into an entire um, campaign, basically, that portrayed librarians very unfavorably, obviously, that denigrated our profession, that denigrated our professional and um, personal uh, standards, and infringed upon the right of parents and in infringed upon the rights of children. And we just maintained that no public money is being used for this lawsuit. No public library is being part of this lawsuit. This is the Missouri Library Association, which is librarians from across the state who are part of this, who are members of this organization. Um, We did not... (laughs) Uh, fully understand how politicized this was going to be. Then they went to uh, approving the budget and uh, agreed with Mr. Smith that they would uh, not fund public libraries. It then went to, now there were some of our legislative legislators that did stand up against this. Um, Our legislator here voted in favor of public libraries receiving funding. And it then went on to the Senate. The Senate restored it to the budget, restored public library funding to the budget. Thank you for sharing all all of the, the details of kind of where it went. I think that also... To the average citizen, um, the way bills move through House, Senate, you know, on a state level and a federal level, it, it can get really confusing. So having these examples of things that matter to us that and how they move back and forth um, helps us understand it. Um, what? So, again, I'm happy that currently the funding is still in play. If they were to have passed cutting the public library funding, what would that have meant? Would that have meant that the libraries were done? 
you know, even, you know, well, Lord, what would that in have meant? The first place, what's important to remember about libraries' public funding is that state dollars are matched by federal dollars. So when um, they eliminate the library funding from the state budget, it is then automatically um, not going to be coming from the feds either. And what that does is it takes monies that were appropriated and authorized for the service of public libraries um, away from them. And for some libraries, it's a considerable amount of money. For others, it's not, um, and their budget is not then dependent upon us. But because so many um, libraries are small rural libraries like ours, it can be a real challenge to come up with a way to stretch those dollars. Public libraries are one of the best returns turns on investment that taxpayers can make. And it at this time is like $3 of goods and services for $1 of tax funding, simply because as a librarian, we can make pennies scream. Mm. But um, what it does here in Missouri, one of the things that it would really affect is a program that was put in place um, some years ago called the Rio program, which is the Remote Electronic Access for Libraries. This program supports library costs for internet access, technical support, and online resources for um, library patrons so that people in rural areas have the same level of access that people in urban areas enjoy. That just brings up a whole new host of, um, again, as I stated earlier, um, the importance of libraries was very influential to me, and that was a time before the internet. So, um, you know, it just brings up a whole new host of thoughtfulness around how crucial libraries are to our systems. And I think what you said about one of the greatest assets of a, of a local community. Yes. So, um, you know, I appreciate you also flagging that, that, that the specifically the internet piece, which is only going to become more and more needed by every student and how not everyone puts thought into how rural communities don't have that immediate access. Exactly. That other communities do. Judy, I could go on with you forever, <laughs> but I do try to keep these episodes to around the 20 minute mark. And I know when we started or when I first reached out to you, you were saying, oh, I'm not sure if I'm the right person for this, but um, I think that you are exactly the right person because it really gives listeners a different view of things that are going on and a bit of an insider view to a specific case that's going on in a specific state in the U.S. Um, but I also do believe that things that have been happening here in Missouri um, are indicative of, of, of issues that are happening on a national scale and are kind of yes. at the forefront of people's minds right now. So I just really appreciate you taking the time to give that insight and that, you know, just the frontline view of, of a librarian that's been working somewhere for 27 years and has faced some really difficult funding complications. So Judy, I'm, I'm really grateful to you for coming on. 
Uh, is there anything else you want to share or leave people with? Any great literary quote about the importance <laughs> of libraries? <laughs> well, one thing I would like to point out is we do need more people to pay attention. It would be very helpful if people would begin to respond to that and let their legislatures know just how important public library service mm. is to them and to their families. You know, libraries in the United States are older than the American flag. They have been storehouses of knowledge and 50 centuries of philosophy and or just some place to go and hang out on a really hot or really cold day. And um, we're under attack. And we need people to speak up and let their legislatures know the importance of having public library services, not just for them. We're right in the middle of our summer reading mm. uh, programming right now. And keeping children, giving children the ability to read is the most fundamental skill that they will need in this information overloaded society in which we live. This is not something that's going to lessen. They need to be able to read and to understand what they read. And public libraries are a big part of that. That was beautiful, Judy. And uh, I can't agree more. So thank you again for thank giving you for such having a unique me. view. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, Judy. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And um, I hope you tune in next week for more of our regularly scheduled content. I hope you enjoyed this unique snapshot of what exactly it means to be a woman living, doing her job for 27 years and ending up in a space where she's advocating for new policy and defending the things she cares about. I felt inspired by Judy and I hope you did too. See you guys next time.